Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Mara and Brian, and happy, happy, happy times. Uh, Brian is going to lead us in our opening prayer. Brian? We are here only to be truly helpful. To represent him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. Hello and good morning, everyone, and happy holidays. I hope you're all yes, having happy. a wonderful holiday season. Exactly. You know what? I've taken to calling that holy days. I think that was someone who just spelled differently. <laughs> well, yeah, not bad. Yeah, I thought about it one day. I kind of... I have, Wait a minute. Was that somebody trying to say holy? <laughs> so now I say holy days. People look at me aghast. <laughs> I like that. That works. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does. And then I don't worry, you know, like it's not like sometimes you hear people saying things uh, that, oh, well, you know, you should say Merry Christmas or something. And you know what? I respect everyone's holy season. I, I'm I'm celebrating them all right now. So I just thought, well, I'm going to say holy days. And uh, it works well. <laughs> it really does. So tell me about your week a little bit. Oh, my, my week's been uh, wonderful. Um, the, the classes that I've been taking at school have uh, my finals for this week. And those went very well. And I've had my many uh, insights into living a, a more peaceful life, and I've been following those. And I don't know, for me, things are certainly, you know, I used to live life more chaotically, if you will, jumping around not only in my thoughts but in activities, and I'm becoming more settled in on things, and that's a, a wonderful place to be. And even, like we were talking just before the show, I don't, I don't take, I don't jump around in my emotions so much as far as going from one extreme to the other so quickly. And like we were talking earlier, is that you know when somebody might insult me or say something not so nice towards me, I used to take it very, very personally and be offended by it. And now, <clears throat> excuse me. And now I find myself being able to detach from that quicker and saying, oh well, that wasn't personal. That person is just having a bad day. Well, that person is really frustrated. And they were just lashing out because they didn't know what else to do. And I'm being able to connect with that so much quicker. And when I can connect to that so much quicker, I find that I'm able to help in the situation rather than being a hindrance and add to the chaos. Because when we find ourselves being attacked and then attacking back, we're just perpetuating the negative And it just becomes a fight. But when you can step out and say, oh, this person's really, really hurting right now. I feel mm-hmm. for this person, and I want to help this person. Then we can help out the situation. And that's something that I've really been experiencing in my life this last week. Yes, yes. You know what's so interesting to me about it on many levels is that um, I also have been experiencing this. But I guess it it kind of stunned me when you ended up telling me your story about yesterday because um, my guides had just said to me that you were uh, experience you were learning this and you know you know when you're you're um, a heightened six sensor your sense of time my friends for those of you who are heightened six sensors six sensors don't blow yourself away because you can't tell someone a precise date or time. I mean, because we all time is now, so all time is happening, and so time is crazy, and so it, it takes a lot of almost, 
fearful courage, <laughs> you know, to speak out and say, gee, well, you know, I, uh, my guides are saying that this is a lesson you're going to have. And we shared, uh, I talked with Brian about my first time when someone saw my motives as different than they were after I, I had stepped out of the chaos. When I was in the chaos, it seemed something that I did all the time and other people did all the time, too. I'm not going to say that it didn't happen, but it was amazing to me Then when Brian shared with me uh, a story that happened yesterday, and it goes so much to what we're talking about today, which is leading with love by taking enough time after you decide to speak or to act to be glad you didn't. And uh, Brian, share with uh, our listeners the story you were you were telling me about uh, what happened yesterday. If you don't mind, you don't unless you feel that doing so might uh, betray someone's confidence. No, I don't mind at all. I was just um, talking with some friends the other day, and someone was asking how they can forgive someone when this person is continually beating up on another person. Let's say physical abuse. And I was going to respond to this person, and there was a group of us there. And I started out by saying, well, this might not be the most popular answer, but this is the way that I see things. And then I was about to, to, to give my viewpoint, and immediately the, person, the original person who asked the question kind of said very harshly and very sternly that I want to hear a woman's point of view on this, because it was a woman asking the question. And the moment she said that, I started to take offense inside myself. I didn't say anything, but I felt the the, the ping of um, the like I, an attack. Yeah, right. And so, and, and that that brings a very heavy um, energy in my body, and so I can detect that very quickly. And then almost immediately after having that hit me, I pulled away from that sensation and said, "Oh." I obviously wasn't meant to respond to this. In other words, I can see that had I responded, it would have done no good because she would not have heard me. So I would have been wasting my breath because to satisfy her in that moment, she she required a woman's point of view. And so the woman who did speak out pretty much said the same thing I was going to say using totally different words. And it was well received by the woman who asked the question. But had I carried in me the sensation of, hey, that, uh, she, she just said what I was going to say. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, like, like I had to have credit for it. If I had taken that stance, then I, would be, I could be lost in that going, that wasn't fair. And now I could look at this person in a disdainful way. And that wouldn't be productive in any manner. And so just like what I had talked about earlier, is that when I can separate myself from that and see that that it wasn't my place to speak, so that's fine. I can I can allow, allow that to be, and not take it personally. I can find myself at peace more often. Yes, yes. I mean, how many times for all of us? I think we're in that kind of situation. I was in a situation uh, this week where somebody actually said to me, and and this one is. It, it both is contrary to my nature, contrary to my practice, contrary to my life, but told me that she had asked me if I believed in getting to yes, and I told her no. <laughs> I, I go, what? heard no matter what I said you know and and I'll be frank with you I did not hold that particular conversation in quite the esteem that she did I recalled her asking me if I read the book and then um, I was just aghast I mean there's no other word for it I was totally aghast that uh, and and then of course, uh, you know, I, I had to strike out and say, oh, you know, that's just contrary to my nature and yada, yada, yada. You know what? It didn't need to be said. Wasted words, wasted words. I, and, cause, you know, and that was just one of a series of things that were said to me. 
And I said, at that point, I just, you know, after I said that's not my nature and did my thing, I said, well, you know, hey, uh, you know, I'm terribly sorry that I said something that you understood to be that because that is just not who I am. And and, and really just kind of tried to step past. It reminded me of uh, Don Miguel Reese's um you know, idea that one of the first agreements is, you know, be impeccable with your word, but also part of his whole philosophy is would you rather be at peace or right? Well, <laughs> there's no vote in that for me, folks. I mean, to me, that's just a, just a, get, a get-go. Make, give me an impermeable uh, marking pin to put at peace. You know, having somebody else believe I'm right is is not necess- is not going to be the be all and end all for me. And with that, um, I kind of was quiet. But that whole event gave rise to um, today's topic. You know, of of being glad that I didn't say any more because I d- I don't want to go back in that chaos. I don't want to go back and blaming and you said, he said, she said, um, we said, you know, we're better than this group. It's all designed to be right. And it's not loving enough for me. One of the things that Brian and I were talking about this morning, we have a whole show before we begin. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, I got it? <laughs> yeah, it is. And one of the things we were talking about is just leading with love and how in our society we view that as such a soft, weak endeavor. And yet really it it takes such strength and I am so respectful of people. It's a very courageous thing. It's so easy to buy into the chaos and the judgment and the gossip. But the problem with those things, my friends, when we do that is we're not at peace thank the lord we remember where we left our peace but we lose our peace and i'm just not interested in losing mine and i i know what, from what brian said he's not either you know um so brian i i would like for you to share with everyone what the ultimate answer was to how do you forgive someone uh who is um is basically hurting someone you care about well, I had made mention, well, the, the answer had been from this person, basically in my own words to paraphrase, is that she realizes that the person who is being abused is calling forth that in their life. You know, I'm actually realizing that everything that we do in our lives, every action that we do from a place of want and need, like we cannot do without, we're actually trying to fill a hole from something that we feel inside of us that's missing. And so in a way, what's going on when someone, this is the way I see it once again, the way that what's going on when someone's being physically abused by someone in their life and not getting out of that relationship, they actually feel like they're being filled in some way. Now don't, this is a kind of a weird thing to think about because who wants to fill their life with being abused? That doesn't feel good. But it wouldn't be happening to you unless you were calling it forth to you on some level. And so there's this, this propensity at times to only lash out at the person doing the physical abuse. But what I'm really realizing is that everyone in my life, I'm calling forth for a reason. And I realize that everyone in my life is teaching me a lesson. And everyone in my life is a gift of that nature. And so when I can look at it from that angle, I go deep within me. And I say, why is this person in my life? What is this person helping me to see? And so what I would say to a person who is being physically abused is to go within and find out why you are attaching yourself or hanging out with someone in your life that is physically or verbally abusing you. And when you can find out why and heal that within you, you won't stand for that. You will separate yourself from that. And even at times, you don't even have to separate yourself from that you might find, and I've found in my life, that the whole relationship changes. You know, I can tell you that me and my father used to argue a lot. 
and I started to speak out about my truths of what I, of my new way of thinking. And we would get into shouting matches. And it's not like that anymore because I changed. He, he might have changed as well, but I, I can't know that. All I know is my experience changed when I changed from, in, from inside of me. And what happened in my personal experience was I stopped trying to change him. In other words, I stopped trying to convince him of my point of view. I just held my point of view and was fine with it. And, he, and I gave him the freedom to have his point of view. And when I did that, there was peace. In other words, I didn't, it's just like what Mara was saying. It's, I didn't have to be right. I'd rather have peace. And you find peace when you allow people to be who they choose to be. So to pull that back into what I was saying with physical abuse is yes, the person who is doing the abuse is wrong, if you will. It's not a good act. It's not something that you should stay with. But also at the same time, the person who is in that relationship being abused has something in them that's calling it forth. You know, we can look at, we can hear people all the time talk about, oh, I was in this relation with this person who was verbally abusive, and I left that person. And then I went and found someone else, and they did the same thing. And I've even had a, fr a friend tell me that before she cleaned out her closet, if you will, before she found out what's inside of her why she wasn't strong enough what's inside of herself to stand up and say, that's not me anymore, she realized that every person she dated was pretty much the same with a, just a different face. Their behaviors were the same. They just had a different body and face. And so that's what I'm talking about, is you pull people in your life that act in certain ways until you re recognize that you're doing that and then change and then your experience changes around you. You know, that that is just so true. I, I have to tell you, I have a standing joke here that if uh, I'm attracted to a man, I turn around and run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because... <laughs> you tell, you tell. <laughs> my experience in picking I, I often say to people my picker is broken you know I just <laughs> you know and, and yet you know I, I truly you know and and I've kind of have um, it, it's interesting because I, I'm I'm laughing about it but on some level you know I, I did ask myself what questions what lessons are there in this for me you know uh, and um and start to evaluate, you know, what my life choices are, you know. And folks, I mean, I love that we've done the little angel story so many times, but for those who listen in the past and have heard it, uh, forgive me for being redundant, but Neil Donald Walsh captured it all for children. And, and in many ways, we are all children living life. And it's a story of this little angel who just wanted to forgive. He wanted the experience of forgiving. And basically, God said, kid, you know what? It's all peaceful here. There's nothing to forgive. Go about your business. You know, go play in your video game. And the kid is just, he's just disheartened, and his wings drop, and he doesn't fly, and he walks on the ground sullenly toward uh, the video parlor. And then suddenly, this old saintly, glorious soul that just glistens. People are drawn to him just because of the power and peace he exudes, steps out and says, little angel, I'll let you forgive me. <gasps> My gosh, the little angel is just overjoyed. He flies up into the sky. His wings are flipping, flipping, flipping. He's just floating on air. He says, thank you. And, and the old soul says, but I ask that you remember one thing. Little soul says, anything, anything, I'll do anything. And the old soul says, you remember who I am. My friends, we're all equal parts of this journey. We're all equal parts of God. Some of us are teachers. Some of us are students. We don't have to vilify someone to recognize they're not right for us. And in loving ourselves... We're freed up to let someone who's not healthy for you go. Now, there are some circumstances in life where we can't let that person go. 
in my event this week, uh, the person is um, is a, a fairly important person in the business that I work. I mean, they're not going, and I'm sure they think if anyone's going, it's going to be me. And I'm always aghast when I hear what the person says and thinks about what I say and do. And as Brian said, you know, my solution could have been, as I was driving to San Francisco this week, to think, well, she did this and she did this and she did this and she did this. But you know what? Instead, my my thoughts were, once again, back to Don Miguel Reese, what can I do? Because I'm the only person I have control over. I can magnify like a giant screen in my mind everything that she's done. But I'm not going to change anything that she has, quote, done, unquote. For those of you who hate people doing that, I didn't bring my fingers up in the air. But it's done. So now it's a question of what's my now going to be like? Am I going to be allowed to have it consumed with the words and deeds of someone I have no control over? I have absolutely no power. Is there any better lesson that I am powerless in that, in that she considers myself my superior, although she's not? But it doesn't matter. She thinks of herself that way. And certainly I wouldn't buck that thinking because, remember, friends, when you go in battle with a skunk, you come out smelling. And so here I am. I'm going to focus on me. I have control of me. I can try to focus on ways to deal with things. And that's where today's topic came up, frankly. I'm After I speak or act with her, uh, before I speak or act with her, to decide, would I rather not? Would I rather not because my peace is more important to me? I have a lovely... Um, if you have any thoughts on this, please call in at 646-595-3584. Now, I have a second book I've written that hasn't been published. It's called uh, Soul Talk. And I wrote this on July 10th, 1999. And I, and I didn't write it. God wrote it. I just put the pen. The, you know, the thing about God is a collective mass. It's obviously it needs fingers. It needs mouth. Uh, you know, God needs to have humanity take the challenge divine one the challenges we face daily are often more basic than we recognize teach us to accept and understand that each day is a product of our thoughts about it if we embrace the day with joy surrendering the imperfect moments to you then it will glisten with your energy and enrich each and all of us as we move in love if we focus on the day's imperfections, then they will consume the day and us. I turn my palms down toward yours, releasing the hurts of this and all days. Let me release tears and with each tear free myself from negative thoughts, negative moments, old hurts, and all imperfect moments to come. Help me soften my eyes and my heart. Help me remember those who hurt others do not know better. I know better. Still my tongue. Nineteen ninety nine. That was beautiful. Thank you. I probably should publish this book, huh? <laughs> that was fantastic. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And that's that's what Brian was sharing with us, my friends. That's That to me is what his story was about, is we, we have control over where our thoughts are going. And if we end up having a really rotten day and we allow our mind to focus just on how rotten the day is, guess who's in charge of the day? You and I. You and I. Wow. You know, I think that was really beautiful, That, that especially at the end there, when you said that 
Um, would you go ahead and read like the last uh, couple sentences towards the end there? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of long sentences. I turn my palms down toward yours, releasing the hurts of this and all days. Let me release tears and with each tear free myself from negative thoughts, negative moments, old hurts, and all imperfect moments to come. Help me to soften my eyes and my heart. Help me to remember those who hurt others do not know better. I know better. Still my tongue. That's it right there. It's help me to see that they don't know better, but I know better. That's the the essence of what it was I was trying to, to convey when I was saying that when you have feel compassion for your friend who might be feeling getting physical abuse or verbal abuse or anything that might be going along in their relationship, if you come out and just start attacking the other person and not get to the root of the matter, then you drop to the level of the abuse that's taking place and you're saying to yourself, I don't know any better. But when you say, I know better, and there's something more deep going on here, let's find it. That's when you can help the person get out of that hole, get out of that rut, and make, build themselves up brand new in that moment, and from then on in every moment in their life. Yes, yes. And you know, that that is so true. And And the story you shared with your father is so true, because... Um, I have, um, when I say my picker is broken, obviously I've been in a few of the, yeah, I, I think I've, I've now experienced all of the kinds of abusive relationships that one could experience. And they certainly stem from emotional all the way through, uh, you know, huge shouting, uh, fear for your physical safety, even though for, I'm, I'm my solution to anyone who raises their hand toward me is, do it because you are out of here and in jail faster than you have ever imagined. <laughs> Go for it, buddy. You want to be on the street, do it. Just do it. And that seems to be a a stopper. But um it, and it, and I want to say I'm going to say this for John Kemp. John Kemp, my first husband, he is a saint. I am doing a testimony to John because he has made me know what I had. You know, he really has made me know what I had. But in the last relationship that I was in that ended about nearly 18 months ago or so, I would, there were days when I would stop feeling abused. There were days when I would start valuing myself. And in those days, the tenor of the relationship changed. I cared less about what he was doing, you know. I cared, and I, it just, I cared more about what I could do. And there was a noticeable change in the relationship. There was like a peace that would come over it. Unfortunately, so, so you know, that peace didn't last. And But that's not just his fault. That's my fault, too. But pretty soon you could see the peace being sucked up into the vacuum cleaner of life. And and suddenly all of the old hurts and pains were just like blooming with giant, giant. Um, I'm looking here at that passage from the book, Old Hurts. Free me from old hurts. And folks, how many of us need to be freed from old hurts? I think that, that that's a giant pain that we, we tend to cling to and hold on to. Brian, in fact, I think that might be a, a good exercise for our centering exercise today, that that we breathe and pull out the negative feelings, the old hurts, the imperfect moments that we hold inside of ourselves, and in doing that, block the beauty of peace. And before we go to that, I think that it would be good for each of us to talk about what peace feels like. I think for many people it's a word. And if and how it feels probably varies, my friends. That's one of the other things that Don Miguel Reese made the point about is everything in life is is 
varied. I mean, everything in life varies with the number of people there are on this planet. Each person's perceptions change. But one of the things I like when you do the centering exercise is you talk about how it feels. And I think how peace feels is important, too. And before we do that, I'm going to share one more passage from this book that just popped up that seems appropriate. This one was written in April of 19, April 11th, 1999. Peace seems such an elusive concept. Nations try to create peace by stockpiling weapons content in the belief that peace flows from fear. Should a nation use its weapons, then other nations react out of fear in an effort to scare the offending nation back to peace. But peace is not something that can be imposed. Peace comes not from fear, not from being armed, but from the converse of war, surrender. Peace flows from individuals and marks the release of fear to you, capital Y. Peace is trust, that it's safe to love and not fight. Help us each to release our fears, and this was to God, to you, so that we know peace. Help us each to reach out in love despite fear of being rebuffed. Help us each to reach out in love even though we encounter betrayal from those who are afraid. Help mankind to recognize you, not stockpiles of weapons are the source of peace. Help mankind to surrender to you. In these endeavors, we pray for your guidance. Amen. So, Brian, how does peace feel for you? I think that what you wrote there pretty much said it well, but I'll, I'll go back to what I said with the example of helping out this friend or wanting to, wanting to help out this friend and then the friend letting me know that they wanted to hear it from a female's point of view. And by me just like that passage says, to surrender to that and be okay with that. If I, once again, if I, if I wasn't okay with that and I spoke out and in some way I had to say, no, no, I've got it, the answer's right here, but it wasn't well received, then I wouldn't be feeling peace. And so once I let it go, once I surrendered to it, I was at peace. And I think the way I could describe what peace feels to me in maybe using some other words, is there's a security in that. You know, it's my observation that a lot of us are looking for security all throughout our lives, that we, that we know we're cared for, that we don't have to worry about things. And I think that's what peace brings you, is when you are peaceful within you, you don't have any worries, you know that you're fully cared for and, and you're secure. And that comes with a level of confidence within yourself, knowing that all of those things are within you, always. And when you know that you're never separate from them, you can be at peace with that. Yes, yes. I think for me, I think for me, peace comes with being alive. I have made some choices in life that are a bit out there. I and and I made them so casually that I'm almost overwhelmed by it. I guess in on some level I have always felt safe with God. And there was a time when I lived in my daughter's house because I walked away from a job that was so chaotic that I couldn't I peace was an elusive word and I put my stuff in storage and yet even in making that decision despite the consternation it brought brought to the people around me and how can I do that and oh and the great despair it brought to my parents because of my training and my education, and my success. I mean, I was like some sort of, I would certainly had, I certainly have been blessed in my career path. And to walk away from everything except my children, my grandchildren. And I spent an entire year and a half 
taking them to school and fixing them food because of the, the Iraq war was going on around us. And you know what, folks? That's a real good, safe explanation for what was really just an act of faith that I am safe. It, fortunately, because my children, my daughter and her husband are military people, I can give society an acceptable explanation for why I just stepped away and knew I would be safe. It's when I began blogging and and really, really uh, trying to uh, to reach out. But in that, so peace for me starts with knowing I am safe. And with that is the realization that even if what someone is saying was true about me, I don't have to be that being in the next second. I can let that go. And if what that person is saying about me is not how I perceive myself, I don't have to engage in beating myself up, but instead can say, then let me try to be more. And knowing that no matter what, even if I have nothing, I have God. That is peace for me. Knowing that I am never alone and that everything I have done is the perfect work of my soul. And that's what peace feels like. And as I have evolved to this place, I'm less inclined to get caught up in the psychodrama around me. Less inclined to judge people. Although I do judge, I'm not going to say I don't, but less inclined to narrowly confine them in a box to those judgments. And my friends, when I was in San Francisco, my heart broke. I saw people, I saw women, in very well-attired women, sitting on the street crying, begging for money. I had street vendors, street ministers reaching out and touching me and I knew that that was okay even though when I'm touched sometimes I feel the soul of the person who's touching me. I remember their distinct connection with all and I felt at peace being there. It was truly, truly splendid because it reminded me of the value of each of us without fear knowing I am safe no matter what decision I am safe that everything happens in my life so that I can remember who the players are and so the man I asked to leave my house 18 months ago it was it was a good decision for him and for me. It it made, it enhanced the peace in my life. But being with him helped me realize how much judgment I had in me. And that's how peace feels for me. Calm, soft, forgiven, loved, safe. So, Brian, I'm going to put in our music, and I think I'm going to do two pieces, if you don't mind. I really like Daniel Kobayaka, and I have two pieces. Actually, I have three pieces from him. I may do all three. Uh, I'm going to start with um, Pathless Journey, and then uh, if I... um, then before I maybe if I close up with a little leading prayer, I'll do uh, 
watercolor interlude. Both of those are just exquisite pieces, I think. And uh, I'll look for some new music, folks, when I have vacation time. So here we go. Maybe not because I'm going to be with my family. Um, Brian, thank you again for leading us in this centering exercise on peace and letting go of old hurts. It's my pleasure, and thank you so much for the opportunity. And before we start this centering exercise, I just want to bring to your attention something, the theme of what I think we've been talking about all throughout this show, and that is the experiences that we're experiencing we are calling forth to us in some way. And usually the way I've noticed it within my own life is it's, I've done it to complete myself, to feel whole. And I now realize that I am already whole. And anything that I try to add on to myself from another actually covers up the wholeness of myself in a way makes me feel incomplete and missing a part of myself. And so the idea of this centering exercise now is going to be to try to release some of those blockages that is holding off our vision of seeing the perfection of which we are already, the perfection in which we were born into. And as we release these ideas, these hurt feelings, these memories, we start to recognize and feel the loving peace that is our nature, that is inherently born in us. And now with that in mind, I ask you all to get comfortable and whatever position makes you most, most relaxed, Now I ask you to close your eyes, beginning to take deep breaths in through the nose and out through the nose, taking care that your spine is straight, but yet at the same time remaining relaxed. So if you need to sit in a chair that stands up nice and straight, please do because the most important key to this is being comfortable and relaxed as much as possible. And if you find it difficult to breathe in through the nose and out through the nose, then please, by all means, feel free to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. And now as we take three deep breaths, into the nose and out the nose into the nose and out of the nose into the nose and out of the nose. And now I want you to picture in your mind as you continue to breathe deeply and calmly, picture an event or connect with a feeling from an event that has happened to you in the past that you feel hurt by that you feel taken advantage of. Whatever that situation might be, I ask you now to connect with it. To relive it, if you will. And as you start to connect with that, feeling all of those heavy vibrations, those negative feelings within you, those hurtful feelings. I want you to now shine a bright light on it. 
see it for what it is. Do not judge it. Just notice it. Start to disconnect yourself from it by being the observer of it and realizing that it is indeed in the past and not with you in this moment except in your thoughts. And as you start to disconnect from it slowly, just seeing it, observing it, feeling it for exactly what it is, I want you to wrap it in a wonderful ball of light, the light of love, encasing it in a light of time capsule, if you will. And now I want you to see this string being wrapped around the bottom of it and dangling down to where you can now hold the string and be attached to this ball of light of a situation that you now see separate from you and you feel it starting to float away float away but yet you have hold of this string to still have it attached to you and now I ask that you release this string and see this ball this capsule floating away floating away further and further away no longer part of you seeing that there's nothing that can be done about it it's way way up there now and all we can do is to handle to care for to love what is happening now and as we begin to breathe into the nose and out of the nose very deeply we are once again reminded that what is taking place now is our breathing our relaxive regenerative breathing and now I want you to scan your body as you continue to breathe and observe if you feel any lighter any more peaceful any more free as you have done this exercise and as you continue to breathe in and out scanning I want you to do the same exercise connect with that pain with that past hurt see it for exactly what it is Connect with it. Wrap it in a wonderful ball of loving light. Connect a string to it. And watch it float away as you release it. And as you continue to breathe in the nose, and out of the nose. I ask you once again to scan your body for any other hurts or pains that you might be feeling. Any memories. And once again, connect with them if you're feeling them if you're seeing them, if you're visualizing them. And continue that exercise once again. Connect with it. See it. Feel it. And now slowly separate yourself from it. 
and send out a beautiful light of love and encase it in this light of love. Attach a string to it and watch it float away as you release this string, watching it go higher and higher, disappearing. And now as we bring our attention back to our breath, taking a deep breath in, and out. Breathing in, and out. Breathing in, and out. I, I ask you now to bring your attention to the core of yourself, the center of your being. Connecting, feeling, heart, realizing that your heart in its pure state is perfect just the way it is. And it need not be added to nor subtracted from, but just appreciated for exactly what it is. And as we connect with that sensation, with that feeling, with that knowing, we might begin to feel peace starting to overwhelm us. A sensation of gratitude, of thankfulness. And as you continue to breathe into the nose, and out of the mouth. I remind you of this wonderful exercise, this wonderful knowledge, this wonderful tool that can help you if you so choose to release the past so that you can move forward in the brand new moment, in the brand new day, which every moment and every day offers you. And the more we release the past, the more free we will be. And now I just ask that you sit for the next few moments Breathing in deeply into the nose and out through the nose. Basking in this knowledge, in this feeling of your true being. Recognizing, loving, appreciating the gift of who you are. If you could reach your arm out, please, your right arm out, and feel the magic, the glowing golden magic of the peace as you've interfered Fused, as you've infused, excuse me, as you've had like an IV infusion of love into your life. You are now pure, fresh, full of love. And feel that loving feeling going out through your right hand. Feel your right arm lighting up with the light of the energy 
of your bloodstream infused with air, infused with love. And now reach out your left arm, grabbing hands with all those who are listening now and all those who will listen for all times, because now is always. Oh, feel that. Feel the infusion of God's love, of love, in each of us as we are completing a circle around the world, through all times, time eternal, love. My friends, this is love's God's gift to you. This is the gift of every messenger who has come in the past, who is here now and will come in the future. This effusive, complete, golden feeling of being embraced by love. Divine One, I give my life to you. I commit my days to serving you. I surrender my life to your divine purpose. Show me your way. Enable me to be flexible so that I respect all ways to you. Enable me to be flexible so that my mind is open to new ideas, new approaches, new beliefs, and to the uniqueness of each human being I encounter. Teach me to listen and encourage. Help me to keep life simple and surrender the details to you. In your glory, let us all move toward the light. Breathe in. Breathe out. And then let's say this together. Divine One, I give my life to you. I commit my days to serving you. I surrender my life to your divine purpose. Show me your way. Enable me to be flexible so that I respect all ways to you. Enable me to be flexible so that my mind is open to new ideas, new approaches, new beliefs, and to the uniqueness of each human being I encounter. Teach me to listen and encourage. Help me to keep life simple and surrender the details to you. In your glory, let us all move toward the light. My friends, we are in a time of holy days. Let us keep this energy of this moment, this eternal moment, going each and every moment of the days ahead of us. Let us share from our pockets, from our wallets, but most importantly, let us share from our hearts. Let's remember to treat each person we encounter with dignity. See more in them than they are showing us. See their glistening core. Let us infuse them with love. And in that love, they will be reminded that we remember who they are. And we thank them for being our teachers as we move through life to reach our highest purpose. We ask these things in the name of all that is holy, which is all that is. Namaste, Brian, and I will let you close the show. Namaste, Mara. That was beautiful. The only way I could close this show is to 
Thank you all for being here, and thank you, Mars, for this opportunity and for this wonderful show. The same to you, my friend. Namaste. Namaste. Take care, everyone. Love you all.